Well, welcome back to the Ignite Movements podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, today we're talking about something that I think is really, really important, especially in church culture today, uh, mostly because there are so many young leaders, and that's a, that's a, a huge shift uh, in a lot of ways. Like, for instance, when I was coming up first starting in ministry, Nobody trusted anybody to do anything until they were about 35 years old when it came to dealing with adults. You could teach or lead students, you could lead children, but you couldn't lead adults. And I'm very, very thankful. Uh, My previous church, when I was 24 years old, trusted me to lead adult ministries. It wasn't pastoring the church, but I was leading adult ministries. And I'm so thankful for that because I never really felt effective. I never felt called to lead children or to lead students. I just never felt like that that was my gifting. Uh, And so I kind of have a unique perspective coming up in that way where I was encouraged as a young leader to follow what uh, what I felt like was in me. Uh, And at the same time now, I lead an organization where it's full of young leaders. And so I kind of see that perspective. I'm rooting for those young leaders, and at the same time, I think there are some things that young leaders really need to understand uh, that, are, that are coming up today. And so I just want to give you a few things today that I would just say, here's some important things to understand as a young leader coming up in ministry today. The first thing I would say is take a long-term approach. Take a long-term approach. Young leaders are so passionate about certain things that they, they, they feel like that they want to see everything accomplished immediately. And if it's not, then it's a huge problem. There's kind of an activist kind of mindset almost among young leaders. And they tend to believe that if if progress is not being made right away uh, on something that they're passionate about, then then the church or the leaders are compromisers. I mean, you know, they they take it that seriously. And, And all strong leaders have a little bit of that in them, right? We all do. We all remember that. When I was a young leader, I totally remember that feeling uh, as well. Uh, you know, they don't understand why others around them don't have the same urgency that they have. And um, I just think young leaders and older leaders are so good for each other when it comes to this particular issue. Because I, I, I think that, uh, you know, when they, when they can really work together and influence each other, uh, older leaders understand that it's, it's all about the long game, right? It takes time consistently working toward values and setting the culture of your church will will over the long term establish that culture and will make those changes and and it takes time it takes time to change people's minds it takes time to change people's hearts and and you it takes a lot of patience to be successful in ministry and so it's very very important to understand that overreacting to everything that's going on can get you off track many, many times. And so, yes, there are times that sweeping changes need, need to happen. But if we handle those like a bull in a china, china shop, we're going to make a mess of things, right? And so, on the other hand, young leaders can really push older leaders to not just accept the status quo uh, or, or to see where maybe a massive restructuring might be necessary. Uh, and they can also help older leaders understand cultural issues that might need to be addressed. But maybe older leaders may have a ton of wisdom about how those things should be addressed. And so just take the long game, take, take, take that long-term focus approach, and, and don't feel like everything has got to be changed immediately. Second thing is this, is this, be teachable. Don't act like you know it all. Ask anyone who has started where you are and ended up leading something, and they will tell you that it was very, very easy to play armchair quarterback where you are right now. It was very, very easy to sit there and say, this is what I would have done. I would have handled that differently. That's not the best way that we could have done that. 
but they would tell you that now when they're in control, so to speak, or when they have the leadership or they're heading something up, that all of a sudden it feels like you don't know nearly as much as you used to think you knew. Uh, it feels like a lot of times you're at a loss to know what the next step is. Uh, it, it, it feels like that uh, you know, you don't have all the answers like you thought you did. Uh, and so that's really, really important to understand uh, that, that it's not quite as, it's very humbling once you become the leader, once you're in charge of something to all of a sudden realize, man, I don't have all the answers. Um, also, keep in mind that the leaders that God has placed over you are a gift from God to help grow your understanding. There may be things that you're not considering uh, that they need to bring to your attention. Uh, they, they have a lot of experience that you don't have yet. Um, they face a lot of issues that you've never had to deal with. So don't view older leaders as trying to hold you back or not trusting God or not understanding the culture. Listen to them deeply. Uh, they may have some important biblical wisdom that you might be overlooking. Uh, be careful about confident ignorance. Uh, just because you can find a post uh, by a, a, a popular Christian uh, leader that backs up what you would like, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the right move for your context. Uh, and a lot of times older leaders can discern that. So, so just, just pay attention to that. Also, just because everyone is trying to reach the next generation doesn't mean the youngest person in the room has the final word. And it's important to understand that. That's becoming an increasingly frequent issue that I see. Um, you know, and listen, any leader that's worth his or her salt is going to have strong young leaders around them and they are going to listen to them. I would say if you're in a context where you're not even listened to, that, that actually is a problem. Um, but, but be careful about broad brushing decisions that you don't agree with as not caring about reaching younger generations. Uh, you may be able to articulate what the younger generations think, but that doesn't necessarily mean giving them what they think or what they want is the best for them. And so there should be a healthy give and take in these conversations, but ultimately you have to have an attitude of submission to the leaders that are over you. And if you can't do that, you, you need to be somewhere else. But be careful, be careful, not every issue is a life or death issue. And maturity knows when to stick with a great team and take an L every once in a while. And immaturity makes all of your opinions the gospel. So just make sure that you're aware of that. The next thing is, is find a place that lets you lead in your area of giftedness. Do not let age hold you back from serving in a way that, that fits who God made you to be or what God has called you to do. If God's called you to start a church and you're 18, then start a Bible study and let the people that you reach know right up front, hey, this is, this is going to develop into a church. I, God's called me to lead a church, to start a church. And so just you know, go ahead and start somewhere. Uh, get yourself into uh, an internship program in a church planting church and start somewhere. Don't, don't um, you know, push yourself faster than you're ready, but, but keep taking steps in that direction. Maybe you have a mentor that helps you gauge that. Am I ready? Is it time for this? Uh, but pursue God's call on your life. If God has called you to do something, do it. He's going to open up the opportunities or he's going to make, make it plain the steps of faith that you need to take uh, to cause that to start happening. And, and if in the end you end up leading a church of 2,000 people by the time you're 25, you might want to have several mentors who can truly say anything to you. Keep in mind that being in a position like that may show that you're a great leader, but you still may not have the wisdom that you need to navigate that much public attention 
and pressure. So you need people around you who can tell you the truth about you and what's going on. Surround yourself with people who can speak into your life. And then also, I would say this, get educated theologically and in the issue of biblical worldview or cultural issues. I, I get asked all the time if a person looking at ministry should disconnect from where they are right now and go off and go to seminary. And I personally don't love the idea of walking away from a community where you have relationships, where you may already have opportunities to make disciples, and go off to school for a couple years. Um, hopefully seminaries are adapting but sometimes they can be too ethereal and not actually give you a good idea of what it's really like to deal with issues in a real pastoral context. It, it would kind of be like leaving your high school football team to go to football school where you can learn, just learn about football in order to get you ready to play in the SEC. You know, I mean, you may know a lot at the end of that time, but you're, you're not ready for the speed and the power of the game because it's been a while since you got hit, right? And so I'm just not a big fan of, of disconnecting from where you are and, uh, and, and going off. And then we're going to kind of get back to that here in just a second. But, you know, first of all, let me just say this. Don't get me wrong. I do see the value of, of a lot of what is taught in seminary. But a lot of it can be taught and it, and it can be learned with a mentor or on your own uh, if you know the right places to look. And the biggest thing to look out for, I'm just going to be honest, is progressive theologians. Um, uh, they are making uh, the Bible say whatever uh, they want it to say to fit the culture. Uh, so uh, just make sure you're learning from people who take the Bible seriously. And if you have questions, I would love for you to message me about that. I would be happy to point you in the right directions. And even if you have questions about certain, uh, certain sources, uh, even evaluate those or even tell you, hey, listen, those, that's, those are not solid sources. Um, another really important thought. You also need to deeply learn what the Bible says on cultural issues, especially in our world today. Not so you can argue with unbelievers, but hopefully so that you can equip believers to understand the truth about cultural issues so that you can even engage with people who disagree with you, but you're coming from a solid place. You know in the end where you're, where you're leading them. So what does the Bible say? about the LGBTQ movement? What does it say about socialism? What does it say about abortion? What does it say about creation and why is that important? What does it say about how we should handle the environment? Or what does it say about self-defense? Or what does it say about racism? Or what does it say about the Bible itself and how we should interpret it? You basically can't go into ministry right now in the world that we live in and not have solid biblical answers for those questions. You just, you just can't. Like you, You've got to have answers for those questions uh, and and having that that biblical perspective is so very important so yes education is extremely important you need it but I don't know that you need to go to seminary to get it and in today's non-denominational context um, maybe that's not your context but a lot of us are living in a non-denominational world frankly nobody's ever asking anybody for for academic credentials they just want to be able to see that you are solid biblically. So that's, that's a thought there, that you're not going to need it more than likely for credentials. Now, if you're part of a, a denomination, maybe they are going to require it. Now, one thing I do want to point out, just a shameless uh, plug here, uh, I've got a book called Christ and Culture that will be coming out and hopefully hitting Amazon uh, fairly soon in the next couple of months. So make sure you pay attention for that. It's going to be a great resource for getting trained and training others in these cultural areas. Um, the last thing I, I want to mention is just seriously consider being bivocational. 
I've been saying this for years, but most young people uh, going into ministry today should never expect to be in full-time ministry for the rest of their ministry. Um, it's just, it's not likely. Um, uh, anything can happen, uh, but literally just a couple of law changes could almost end all full-time ministry. Uh, you know, and w- with the kind of uh, un- instability uh, in, 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 in the political world and that kind of thing, anything can happen where just a couple of decisions, a couple of laws could be passed and honestly, it can make it very hard for churches to have that stable income uh, and be able to support full-time staff members all the time. And so this is another reason why leaving for seminary might not be a smart idea. If you have a job now and, and you uh, have disciple-making relationships where you are now, uh, keep that job and start doing ministry. Uh, if you leave and you go to seminary, you may come out as a very trained person and unemployed. Uh, and, and so you're going to have to absolutely, the only churches you can think about are the ones who maybe have the potential to pay you full time. And so it's going to really limit your focus. Most of our staff members um, had a job in the area and either still work in that job or over time they work their way onto staff full time. And this is a great way to do it because if the full time opportunity doesn't develop, you have a job. And if it does, then great. Uh, and so that, that, that works really, really well. Uh, although that's not easy. I don't want to make that sound like that that's easy. Uh, and honestly, as we saw with COVID, it doesn't take much for a church's income to plummet and, and bad things to happen uh, as a result of, of different changes in the world, in the economy, or just in politics. And so I just think that setting yourself up to where you have a good solid income or opportunity for a good solid income coming from something that is not ministry related and then ministry still is your, your main heartbeat and your main focus, honestly, is, is a wise way to go uh, as we look out into the future. Uh, so those are just a few of my thoughts for young leaders. You may have other thoughts, and I'd love to hear them. Message me, uh, you know, make comments. I, I would love to hear your thoughts uh, for young leaders as well. Thanks so much for joining me on Ignite Movements. Make sure that if the content was helpful that you like, subscribe, and share, and let other people know about the information. Thanks for joining me.